0: welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my goddess. And welcome to drumroll, please. Episode 200. What I am blown away. I am beyond. And for episode 200, I have the biggest treat for you. The biggest Like, I'm so excited when you hear the treat that I have for you. But before I get to that, I have to say thank you. Thank you to all of you listeners for making it so that the Purpose Girl podcast got to episode 200, that because of you, we've been ranked in the top 20 of all mental health and self-help podcasts in more than 30 countries. Like, because you keep coming back, because you keep sharing this with your friends, like, I'm in awe. I'm probably going to cry 16 times on this episode. I'm definitely going to laugh on this episode. I just want you to know how grateful I am. So thank you. Thank you for letting me live my purpose. Thank you for letting me in your life. Thank you for being my best friend, one of my best friends. Thank you for being part of this movement for women to break free and to finally be that wild, happy incredibly bold, on-purpose woman goddess that we were born to be. Now let me get to my treat. I put out a survey. I asked y'all on the social medias, which, by the way, if you're not following me, what are you waiting for? On Instagram, it's at Karen Rockine. I know my name is spelled funny, but C-A-R-I-N-R-O-C-K-I-N-D. And, of course, in the Purpose Girls Facebook group. But I put onto the socials, what do you want for episode 200? And I gave you a few ideas. And overwhelmingly, it was choice number three, which was that you wanted someone else, preferably my BFF, to interview me and I would be put on the hot seat. And so I am thrilled to share with you. This is the episode where my BFF is interviewing me. I have no idea what she's going to ask. I have no idea what's going to come out, but I do know that we're going to dive into what this podcast is all about. We're going to dive into the soul of my mission. We're going to dive into, I'm sure I'm just guessing, or maybe I'm teeing her up for what I want her to ask, what it is that I want for every woman, because you know I ask that at the end of every episode. So without further ado, let me introduce to you, back again, because she was on episode like eight or nine or something. I don't know. She was a long time ago. Back again, The one, the only, Stacey Huffer is in the house.
1: Mm, So good, so good, so good. So happy to be here. Such an honor. Oh, and what I kept hearing in my like full body as I was listening to you right now was just like, thank you, Karen, for showing up. You show up, you show up every episode. So celebrating 200, but celebrating you showing up because when you show up, you give permission to every other woman listening to show up. You Mm. give me permission and inspiration Mm. and you give us the reminder that we can show up. We can show up in our joy. We can show up in our mom bun and pajamas. That was me all day yesterday. Sorrow and that you show up no matter what. Mm. Thank you, sister. that's my first question. And like, I don't have any questions. Like, I'm like, I emptied and I'm just going to let it all come Mm. and show up. Just like when we are sitting off camera, when we are in empty presence together. Mm. So my first kind of inquiry for you is... I don't even know if it's a how, but how do you show up? How do you continue to show up? What is it that allows you to show up? I started a podcast almost a year ago and I'm on episode eight. Woo, woo. Yeah, baby. Well bragged. Yeah. So well bragged. So I have this so much growth of showing up consistently mm. that you model for women around this entire planet.
0: I'm on the verge of tears already. <laughs> First, you can all see why she's my best friend, constantly cheerleading me, constantly in my pocket, telling me what an inspiration I am and ensuring that I keep showing up. I keep showing up because I I feel called to this bigger mission. Like I truly, truly, truly want women to feel so good it's my greatest deepest desire perhaps other than that my son feels healthy and happy my greatest desire is that every single woman truly love herself quirks and all and goes after her dreams and I've said that a million times, and I don't know the last time I cried about it. So that's why you're here, Stace. That's why you're interviewing me because you get right to my soul. I've thought so much about this lately. There's been a family rupture. And so I've thought so much, you know, where did this mission come from? Like, why do I so much want this for every woman? Because when I was a child, I was a happy child. Like, if I want every woman to love herself, often that comes from us not loving ourselves, right? Being cruel to ourselves. And if we want every woman to be happy, often that comes from us being unhappy. And I have not held back at all. I have shared so openly and honestly that I've been through bouts of depression and that I do have anxiety on the regular. And as there's been this family situation going on, I've realized how me as the youngest child spent so much time listening to everyone else's opinion, shutting down in order to play my role of being the happy child, just wanting it to look perfect and be a certain way in order to not only be happy, but to make my parents happy and to make my older siblings happy. And that In that my own voice, my own opinion, and my own truth, not even my, yes, my voice externally, but my own truth was silenced, even if they didn't mean it. Like, I'm not blaming right now. I'm just saying my own inner defense mechanism of how do I survive in this family, which is what we all do as a child, right? How do I survive in this family? How do I get love? How do I get belonging? And I shut down any parts of me that Wanted to break free from the family norm or the religious norm or the society norm. So, what I want now is I want every woman to be wildly happy, be audaciously happy, be totally free. Like, not your mama's happiness, not your grandmother's happiness that stuffed it down or said, just get over it or didn't feel safe or like emotions were okay or just chardonnay it away or whatever your mama and grandmother did because they needed to. I'm talking about wild freedom, wild happiness. So I show up because of my mission. I'm like, why did you, what question did you ask me? See if you just get me on any tangent. Yeah. I show up because of my mission. I show up because of what I want for all of you. And what I'll add is a piece I don't know if I've really ever totally shared. I also show up for me. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, I don't think I really ever share this part. I show up for me because when I don't show up, I don't love how I treat myself. I have dreams. I have ideas. I want to have my own TV talk show. Last night, I held my Goddess on Purpose class and we did this exercise around planning your 80th birthday party and what you want to be able to say about yourself. And you know that one because you've taken the class. (laughs) Um, And when I'm 80, I want every woman to say she changed my life. And I want to be able to say, I did it. I left no stone unturned. I sucked the marrow out of life. I squeezed the juice. I did it. And when I don't go for it, I feel icky inside. So I also show up for me. Mm, I love that. Let
1: me be the first of your 80th birthday party uh, guests to tell <laughs> you that you have changed my life.
0: Oh, thank you, sister. And I,
1: I really hear, and I was just having this conversation with my kids. I'm like, May is going to be, I have two teenage boys, as you know. I'm like, May is going to be the month of self-care. Mm. And I think in life, the default is to be lazy. For me, the default is to sit on my couch. That could just feel really, really good mm-hmm. when we get up and we show up. It's Mm -hmm. so much better when we feel living fully and it doesn't mean the full range of emotions don't show up. And it's one, you know, one of the things that I am in so in awe of, of you. And I know I have like a special view of Karen, right? Because I see the full range that you show up no matter what you show up, even when, there's a family eruption, right? Or when you're tired or you're sick or your baby's sick, you know, or there's stress. And um, what I'm really hearing you say is that showing up for yourself and for your purpose feels good. Yes. Makes us feel more alive and
0: more full. It does, right? It's like when we don't show up, I know for me, when I don't show up, I'm so mean to myself. And yes, I I practice self-love and I practice self-compassion and I teach it. So I practice it and all that. And, you know, I'll just throw a little bit of science in here. We actually know from the science that achievement feels good. Yeah. It's just that we've been achieving all the wrong things, right? Like we, we are really good at achieving for our kids. We're really good at achieving at a job that we don't love. We're really good at achieving whatever society told us to do. But like, I don't know if there's any better feeling. I don't know because I only have a one-year-old. So we'll see what happens when he starts achieving. But I mean, he achieves now. Obviously, he speaks five-word sentences. But when you achieve a dream that is yours in your heart and your soul, that is wild happiness. That's like, holy shit, I did it. I can't tell you how many women say to me, I always think about the thing, or I dream about it, or I've been wanting to do it for years. And it's like, sister, when you just do it, you are going to feel so good. So thank you for seeing that in me. And it is so true. I'm glad that you have the view. And that's why I wanted you to interview me because I'm happy to share the view that you see and not everybody sees. Mm -hmm. You know, the truth is this morning, I was crying. Not these happy tears of 200 episode, but but yeah, everyone in my household is sick. The baby is sick. Hubby is sick. Our nanny is sick. (laughs) She's out the second day in a row. I knew I needed to do this. I've got clients today. And I was doing a Facebook Live yesterday, which I do every Monday, by the way, at two o'clock in the Purpose Girls Facebook group. And I was just saying on the Facebook Live, and I hope that the dog doesn't get sick. When he walked into the temple, which is what I call my office, right? He walks in, squats down on the white carpet right next to me and poops (coughs) massive diarrhea all over the white carpet. Literally, I had just said, crossing my fingers on the Facebook Live with the people watching and let's hope the dog doesn't get sick. And he poops diarrhea, a wet blob. I can't even. (laughs) <laughs> all over you know that white carpet we've sat on it many what? many many times I think I have to get rid of it I don't know I cleaned it for a long time yesterday and it was like really really And the, I of course the irony and it's so funny but like I still needed to teach goddess on purpose last night and and I I did I brag. I did a bang-up job and then I was like oh and I should do some social media around this right my should brain and instead, I'm like, you know what I really need? I need to wrap up in blankets right now and eat carbs. <laughs> and so I had pizza, I had wine, then we had chocolate chip cookies and ice cream. And like, I just needed to be in blankies because yeah. I'm taking care of everyone else. And so this morning I woke up still, Josh is more sick than he was. Mm-hmm. Our nanny is sick again. I'm like more overwhelmed. And I hadn't showered And I think, a at least a week, probably two. I don't know. I'm not even saying wash my hair. I'm saying shower. And I was like, and I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up for myself so that I know I did the 200th episode. I know I gave my all. I can feel great. And to keep going with my mission. And then I was just like, well, what do I need? What do I need to show up?
1: That's my favorite question.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. It's great. I have her on speed dial, which anytime I'm going through anything, which is like, you know, 24 hours a day, she's like, what do you need, sister? What do you need, sister? So I'm like, I channeled my inner Stacy, Like, what do I need? Okay, I need to shower. So I woke Josh up from a nap and I was like, you got to take him now. I need to shower. <laughs> and then I put on red lipstick and I put on a red bra and a one shoulder. I was going to just wear like my my old massive Obama sweatshirt that I wear all the time. But I'm like, no, I'm going to feel sexy for this episode. So I put on my red lacy bra. It's very pretty. Do you see? Mm-hmm. I put on my red lacy bra. I put on a red lipstick. I showered. And I was like, yeah, now I'm ready.
1: And, you know, I just want to reflect like to you and everyone listening, you know, and uh, I guess the theme today is showing up. Mm. But you showed up for this episode but you also showed up for yourself, right? You Mm -hmm. showed up for yourself last night by wrapping yourself in blankets. You showed up for yourself by asking yourself, what do I need? Mm. And then that's how we stay out of burnout.
0: Yeah. Right. Is that, yes. Or we're in burnout because I kind of think I'm there. (laughs) Or we're in burnout and it's a way of coming out of it a little bit, right? Yeah. 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 You're right. And and this is a good reminder. You and I were texting this morning about remembering and like, oh, what if I had showered a few days ago? Like, just need to keep remembering to show up for myself. Yeah. And then take care of my adorable brain that was beating myself up last night at 4 a.m. Beating myself up for not doing more social media and it would have been a hilarious reel if I'd shown the poop on the white carpet and I cleaned it up too soon. And like, so my brain is just like all of yours, people. My brain is an asshole to me all the fricking time. And it's just constantly working with it. And sometimes I have such a hard time working with it that the only thing I can do is to contact you, Stacy, and be like, help. Right. It's like, And that is why I'm so obsessed with sisterhood. We have to have people that we can say help to, even though I'm not so good at always asking for help, but we need to. So I'm curious what
1: like wisdom you have for choosing to show up for yourself to rest, right? Like I have that image of you wrapping yourself in blankets when your adorable mind, right? The mental load that women hold for doing and doing and doing, and you're a doer, right? Hmm. Of And that sometimes I have no problem resting, as you
0: know. I can lounge and lounge and lounge. I have no problem. She and I always talk about, we're like fire and water, right? Yeah. She's like so watery and like, you, you have to come. She she is with me on a lot of retreats. So y'all have to come on my retreats to receive some Stacey. Because when my clients meet her, they're like, ah, oh, it's like an exhale, right? And I'm like fire. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Right. So we're like a really good balance to each other, a really good balance. So, anyway, so you have no problem resting. And I have a lot of problems resting. Yes.
1: Why, but I heard you resting with, like, I needed being wrapped in blankets. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's the wisdom there of resting and replenishing when that inner critic? Is telling you to like post on social media or to do more or not enough or you got to be you know you got to be keep going and going and going like what's the wisdom for yourself and for everyone listening for like women everywhere Mm. and you do have that drive for living your purpose how do you slow down and give yourself that permission to rest when it feels unnatural or if it does feel unnatural. Yeah. Or feels guilty, right? Or whatever that feeling is.
0: Yeah. It feels all of those things. It feels guilty and wrong. And
1: before you answer it, I'm going to, I mean, I'll tweak it a little bit around pleasure. One of the things that I see you do to rest and replenish is to create space for pleasure. If it's taking a bath, If it's smelling the roses or buying fresh flowers, if it's wrapping yourself up in blankets, how Mm. does pleasure help you with your purpose and your passion?
0: Mm. Such a good question. The truth is that there is a part of me that wants to be resting all the time, preferably on a lounge chair, on a beach with a pina colada. be so filthy rich that I don't have to do anything for the rest of my life. You know, when I get out into the sunshine in a bathing suit, I can rest for 10 hours a day, no problem. And knowing that, it lets me know that actually there is a natural part of me that is called to rest and pleasure and self care and yumminess that enjoys the being and not the doing. It's not so easy to remember in the moment when it feels like there's a million things to do. But part of my own inner work has been to keep reminding myself of that and to keep learning and learning and remembering and reminding what would feel yummy right now? What do I really need? Right, Because my brain was saying to me last night, you need to do a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or a story right now in this dress talking about the class and how amazing it was and what people learned. And I have learned to he- hear the different voices, because there are many, inside of my, my head to know which one is calling the shots. And that might have been a good CEO move to do that last night. Maybe I missed a marketing opportunity, but my soul, which I know the difference between like my true inner goddess, right? This like inner goddess that lives within me and this other voice that I actually call Nervous Nelly. Nervous Nelly is like, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do this. And this inner goddess, high priestess voice within me is like blankets Hmm. and what I actually desired was that my husband who is sick would wrap me in blankets and so I asked him to do that and so it's been and this is a big thing that I teach it's a big thing I know that you teach learning the difference in these voices in our head and what each one says yes discerning discerning right Listening, and, she, and
1: listening to your body.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's so nuanced and the most important thing that we can do. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think that my deeper high priestess wisdom and truth doesn't come out here on the podcast Because it's like, yeah, let's do this. And then go for your purpose. "Ah!" And that is a piece of me, as you know. And all of you out there, I mean, if you come on my retreats, you'll see, or you join in my programs, you'll see. There is also this deep, very grounded high priestess within me. And what I mean by priestess is she who is here to elevate the vibration of the planet. Those of us, and that includes you, sister. I own that. And Stacy and I want you to know that includes all of you. Yeah. That we feel in our bones, we know in our bones that our soul came here to shift the planet, to raise the vibration of the planet to love, to equality, to freedom. And you help me so much to access that part of me or when I'm in circle, I access it. And I'm grateful that you're helping me access it right here on the podcast because I don't know how often this like deeper part of me comes out. But one of the things I wanted for this episode was for all of you to hear all of me. Mm. And I struggle sometimes with explaining my purpose to all of you and my work to all of you, because I'm like, yes, it's figure out your purpose and your dream and go for it. And it's also, sister, sit with me and let's go into the deep well of your wisdom and come to your clear heart knowing and walk this path. And I struggle, as you know, Stace, with my marketing of like, how do I explain all of me to all of you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you
1: know it's the what we talk about a lot with the both and the fire mm-hmm. and the water, and listening to you, right? You could hear like the, the the revving up of purpose and passion and going for it, and then the slowing down, right? About like that subtle r- realm of really slowing down and listening, listening to our bodies, listening to connecting in with. Your essence, mm, mm-hmm. you do, but it—it's it, your voice gets slower, like mm-hmm. everyone gets slower as we go down into like that deep well of wisdom that everyone who goes on retreat with you sees. Mm-hmm. So we 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 are fiery there, but we also slow
0: it all down. Yeah, I'm thinking of our Jamaica retreat, Stacy supported me and all of the goddesses who came on the goddess unleashed retreat in Jamaica. And it was so incredible. Oh my God. Take us back to Jamaica. Please. No one was sick there. (laughs) Dogs weren't pooping on rugs there, please. And it was the, the everything, right? It was like those moments of deep inner wisdom. We did a ceremony around reclaiming Eve, Because the story of Eve in the Bible was that she is the evil one. And we all had this beautiful ceremony where we each shared from our soul, not from our mind, wisdom around who Eve really was. She was, she, she represents knowledge, women being free to explore knowledge and being free to make their own choices. And so that was like so deep. And then we all went and howled at the moon and danced our asses off, right? So it was like this all of the both end, Yeah. And I think that's one of the fun things when I think about this podcast and why I love it so much. It allows me to cover every topic of that wild free happiness. I was looking back over episodes and... I've been able to talk about sex. One of my favorite episodes was episode eight. I think that that's the episode I shared that I started self-pleasuring, masturbating when I was five, right? And like wanting to normalize that for any of you out there. And I got so much feedback. Mm. And then it was so fun in episode 164 to do an entire episode called Pussy, Pussy, Pussy (laughs) with Devi Maisha. She's so incredible. If you haven't heard it, you must go listen to that episode, especially if that word kind of freaks you out. If you're like, "Ew, why is she using that word? Go listen to that episode. Or for like the PG version, go listen to episode eight when I talk about pleasure and I begin to introduce Regina Thomas Shower's concept of pussy and why we use that word and then go listen to episode 164. (laughs) And like, it's so fun and so freeing that I actually get to talk about that.
1: Yeah. What I love about your podcast and about what you take a stand for is when there's like this gulp. What? We can't talk about this. Yes. Your response is, and we must. Mm. Yes. So your response is, and imagine if mm-hmm. we created the space to have these conversations.
0: Yes. Thank you for seeing that. And we must. Because when I didn't own sexuality as an example, I'm going to talk about a few things like that. So thank you, Stace, for that opening. When we don't talk about those things as part of happiness, then it is our mother's or grandmother's stuffed down version of happiness. Right? It's like, oh, don't talk about that. That's not okay. Well, then we walk around as little girls, young women, grown women, thinking that there's something wrong with us for being curious, interested, wild about sex or thinking something's wrong with us because we don't like it or we can't orgasm or whatever the thing is. And let me add that in my master's degree at the fancy Ivy League university about happiness, we didn't talk about sex once except amongst each other. And one of my friends happened to have her master's in sexuality and was getting her master's in positive psychology. But like, how do we leave this part of our body, part of our well-being, part of our health out of the conversation about happiness when we know that the hormones that are flooded when you have orgasm, right? All of the like, you get all of the good hormones. Of course, it is so feel good and that women's bodies were designed for it. It's like, why are we leaving that out? and that's why i want to really amp up and change the conversation around women's happiness to this it's wild happiness it's like freedom yeah i've heard you say that several times so mm-hmm. far it thank you
1: wild Happiness and my like, body wild. is like, yes, what? yes, yes,
0: yes. yes. <laughs>
1: like like, video Karen's talking, and you're talking. I'm sitting here smiling, like shaking my <laughs> head, and I'm just like, Yes, yes. So
0: tell me more.
1: Like what? Like, I'm just a full body yes. Of mm,
0: thank and you, people. sister. It's that we have been told so many of these topics were wrong and taboo, Right. Episode nine. I called the dark side and owned and started talking about heavier emotions, more challenging emotions like anger and grief. But we've been told that it's wrong to feel anger. I was holding a goddess retreat in Greece and introducing the idea of a rage rave or swamping, whatever you call it, letting it out. And a woman, I think she was maybe in her 50s, she had such a hard time. I hear this all the time. I was never allowed to be angry. Yes. Right. She was told it's not pretty to be angry. It's not attractive. So of course, she's stuffing it down and stuffing it down for five decades. Or for you, it might be three decades, six decades, whatever you learned. And it's like, we think, well, if I'm angry, I'm not happy. Or if I'm sad, I'm not happy. When actually, if we don't allow ourselves the anger and the grief, we can't be happy. What happens is, is that all of that, and I know it from my own life, I was supposed to be the happy kid. God forbid, Karen, the happy one, would ever be sad. Then I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Are you okay? Are you okay? Uh, how do we make it better? And of course, because I do the same thing with my son, right? And I'm trying to remember to let him have his emotions, And we stuff it down. We think it's not okay. And then it comes out anyway. It either comes out as resentment toward our kids, our partner, our friends, our job, whatever. It comes out as being like temperamental, right? Like quick to temper. Why'd you do that? Or, and I think this happens the most, it comes out on ourselves. So beating ourselves up, being cruel, finding ourselves fat, too fat, too skinny, too tall, too short, like all those things, or we eat a lot, or we drink a lot, or we shop a lot, like some sort of numbing when what we really need is to be fucking our wild true self and to allow ourselves the feeling. And that's why I teach this in all my programs, right, is how to actually have what I call a rage rave and let it out in a really healthy way. And so this idea to me of wild happiness or free happiness is that we actually give ourselves permission to be human and to be the full range. And like a jaguar or like an animal in the wild, every woman has that part of her, They'll learn like how to do that in a way where we let it out and then you're gonna find my, all my clients find this. So many of my clients are like, I can't do that, right? And I'm like, we're on this session, we're screaming. I can't, and they have a hard time with it, right? I'm like, we're gonna hit pillows. Oh, I can't. They find as soon as they do. I'm like, all right, let's just shake your body. Let's just shake for 10 seconds. It releases so much and opens them up to actually have that happiness that they want.
1: Yeah, you do that. You hold space for me to do that. And it reminds me. I mean, I can think of so many different times, um, and it's like this both and right, like this like the angry, the sad, the grief, and the happy and the joy. And I'm thinking, once you came to my house, and you wanted me to hit a pillow, and I was like, eh. "No," and you're like, "No," you. Can't and I'm like, "I'm mad." Beep. You know, and you're like, "Let me have it. Let me have it." Mm-hmm. And I finally like went all out on my pillow. (laughs) Yes. And there is something, again, it's in this subtle realm of being so angry and so mad and having all of this rage, but then being so happy that I have you to hold space for me. Mm. You create a container for me and actually so happy that I'm getting it out in the most constructive, healthy, healing way possible possible
0: yeah Mm.
1: and when we first met and we were going through our own priestess initiation we had like a priestess assignment we went into the woods and we asked a dead tree we could (laughs) eat the shit out of it yes we did
0: and i mean by the way priestess initiation is priestess school stacy and i both went to priestess school to embody this truth of our lives continue
1: yeah. And, right. And, and, and you held right. I held space for you while you did it and you hold, hold beautiful space for me. And right. And I'm crying and I'm angry and I'm getting it all out. And in the moment, it's not like, oh my God, this is so fun. I'm so happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's something energetically mm. about the ha- wild happiness of having a
0: container to release Yes. 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 And I think we're um, afraid to release because then we might actually go wild like a lion. But the thing is, we go wild like a lion when we don't. What happens is we release out on someone, right? So then is when we end up saying all the things that we regret saying or comes out in all the wrong ways. But when you have that container. You can do it with a friend. Like Stacy and I went into the woods. We did this. Or I took a client on a, you know, I do VIP days sometimes. So I took a client. She asked for this. We went to a, um, we went to a rage room where they gave us like old typewriters and they gave us old electronics and glasses and plates and then gave us bats and we beat the shit out of them. (laughs) Right. Actually, she did. And I held space. And it's like this release when you do it in a safe way, right? So you want to do any of these things in a safe way. Purpose Girl podcast is not responsible for any of this, right? Like, I want you to like have the safety goggles. I want you to do this in a safe way. I want you to do it in sisterhood with somebody. It allows you to reclaim your power. It'll, in fact, in episode 101, we talked about this, that there are events that a woman, Aria True, has created for women to come in and rage it all out. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: it's a container, right? Like what you're, you, you know, you, you don't do it by yourself. Right, right. You do right. it in sacred space. You do it in sisterhood. You yeah. are held by people like you, Karen. If I need to get it out, you hold space. Mm. You hold space for every woman who works with you.
0: Thank you. you feel
1: the full range of their emotions. Mm. Thank you i receive so they can come back right to 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 embody and to to acknowledge it to release mm-hmm. it so they can come back to that
0: wild happiness within them yeah it's the only way otherwise we are stuffing it down like yes. you know i think everything we've learned about happiness is a lie <laughs> I've been thinking about this. I was thinking about this in the shower. Like everything that we were ever taught by, you know, Ladies Home Journal, I think that was the magazine my mom got or Better Homes and Garden or Cosmopolitan magazine was a lie. And that what we actually need to do is to feel. Mm. And then it's so, you feel so powerful when you feel it and you get it out in this healthy way. And I'll tell you, one of the hard things for me is, I am so good at holding that space for someone that I sometimes am like, who holds the space for me? Right. And I'm so blessed that I have you down the street, but it's like, I also sometimes put it on myself, like, I don't want to burden Stacy or I, I don't want anyone out there to know that I'm struggling, you know? So I, I struggle with that myself, but it's so important right that's also why i have a coach but like i just notice that when i remember to do this and i want all of you to you know turn on an angry song grab a pillow we talked about this again in episode 143 turning grief into gold with sarah chizik who also has been my coach in in this and like holding that space for me it's so important and so when you know i think about my own process of being free I had to free myself from the binds that said I wasn't allowed to feel. I wasn't allowed to feel. And that, that is something I, I, I really feel deeply, right? Like, you know, and I've shared on this podcast that when I was 17, I was in love with a girl. And I wasn't allowed to be, right? Like, it was wrong. I wasn't supposed to be. And then when I was unhappy in my first marriage, I wasn't supposed to be. So there's all these like times, like right now, I'm not supposed to be unhappy in my marriage. Everybody knows Josh, I'm very public about our life. So I'm never supposed to be unhappy in my marriage. But wouldn't it be more true and helpful to all of you? Wouldn't it create more wild happiness in your life if I told you that we struggle? Like we're human too? We're actually looking for a couples counselor right now? Like, wouldn't that be better? I actually feel free saying that. And then I'm probably going to have like vulnerability hangover. Mm. Right. Oh my God. Did I really say that? And he's going to listen to this and he might want me to take it out. I don't know. But I'm like, you know, we are so happy and we're so great in so many ways. And there are things that we struggle around. We work together. We parent together. We're in the home together 24 hours. Like, like, it's real. And I think I'm just really, people, you all tell me all the time, like how grateful you are that I'm real. I haven't figured out how to be as real on social media. I'm just going to be honest. That's really one of my like triggers is, you know, Stace, and I really, I really want to figure that out. I just want to be, I want to be more real out there for everybody so that you really, and wild happiness is all of this realness and authentic and Free, which means sometimes I'm going to be in my sequins outfits dancing like the hyena, (laughs) jaguar, you know, maniac that I am. And sometimes I'm going to be sharing like, this is fucking hard. But that is, that's wild
1: happiness. Yeah. And that, that, that's what we need. Yeah. What I, what listening to you is like oh happiness is speaking my truths mm. even when my truth is hard to speak mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be able to speak what's real for you and what's you know for me to be able to speak what's real for me and then when we do it in sisterhood
0: um mm. mm-hmm.
1: errors for the for each other and when one woman speaks her truth and you know the other you know like it always happens where someone else is like, sister speaks for me. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. reminds us that we're not alone. You speaking your truth reminds us that not only are we not alone, but like we're all one. Yes, we're all going through the same thing. We're all going through the same thing, maybe yeah. at different times.
0: Yeah, maybe at different times. And it comes out in different ways. So like I've been taking a class, you know, you know. You know us, Stace, we're always taking a million classes. And Stace is an incredible coach in her own right, by the way, mental well-being, emotional well-being, self-love coach. And so she and I are, like, always taking something. We're always coaching with someone. <laughs> and I have been taking a class with Melanie and Lair where we really dove in for a couple of days on forgiveness. And I was like, there's no way I can forgive. Like, there's a situation in my life there's no way and what she taught got right to me and this is very fresh so I'm still learning it that we can never fully understand why anyone does anything because we cannot fully understand every moment of their life and even if you're a twin to someone you still don't know what it was like to be your twin (laughs) So we can't fully understand, and therefore no one will truly ever 100% understand us. We'll never 100% truly understand them. And in that, we are actually the same, and therefore we can forgive. And, and it is allowing me. I don't know if any of that made any sense because it's all very fresh learning, and I want to give her all the credit for it, right? But it's like, it's allowing me this family situation that I mentioned at the beginning. It's, it's allowing me to actually forgive. Mm in a way that I never thought I could.
1: So Karen, this is number 200, 200 podcast episodes.
0: I know, it's so crazy, right? Do you remember when I started this? Yes.
1: <laughs> I remember you asking me like, what image should I use for the podcast?
0: Right, I've changed it like three times. <laughs> I actually, I used to use this image in a pink a pink jacket and someone criticized my pink jacket. I happen to love that pink jacket, so whatever, but continue.
1: So I have some rapid round questions for
0: you. Oh, she's doing purpose power play round with me. She's turning the tables. All right. All right. I'm ready. Okay. What, what is a one of one
1: or two of the biggest surprises mm. that you've experienced while recording 200 episodes?
0: Mm. I think the biggest surprise is that I'm a really good interviewer. Mm. I didn't know. Like, I've had a dream of having my own talk show forever. And, you know, I was on SiriusXM, Stars Wake Up With Taylor, that show, for a long time. And she would interview me or I would just go on and talk and share happiness tips. But I didn't know I was a good interviewer. And I have heard from nearly every guest, and I'm talking about big guests who have been on, like, the Today Show, that I'm the best interviewer they've ever heard. I brag. I brag. And thank you. And it's nice confirmation like, oh, yeah, that's what I've always wanted to do. And I'm really good at it. So that's probably the biggest surprise. And I'm super grateful for it. Another surprise for me is that I am doing it messy and still alive. So I used to think if you all saw all my flaws, like you would run away, no one would ever follow me again. And the truth is I don't love every episode, right? Like some I'm like, oh, I hit it out of the park, yes! And some I'm like, eh, it was okay. But I've got other things I have to do, right? Like I've got clients, I've got courses, now I've got a son, I've got a husband, I've got a team, I've got all these other things to do. I, you know, I've got parents, like I've got a life. and. I used to think I would have to do something a hundred times. And in fact, before the Purpose Girl podcast, I would do a video newsletter every week when I first started this work. And I remember one Monday from 9 a.m. until 10 p.m., 13 hours working on a three-minute video. And I couldn't get it, and I couldn't get it, and I was crying. I was in tears. I was, like, scratching my own skin. And so surprising myself that I can let it go when it's not perfect or I think it could be better. I'm really proud of myself. I'm going to add one, a third surprise, one more. My husband fucking rocks at this. Mm, Yeah, he is completely self-taught at podcasting. The Purpose Girl podcast was his idea. I've said many times that I was like, who would, who listens to podcasts, right? He wanted me to do it years before I started and he self-taught He went to all the conferences, he read all the things, listened to all the podcasts about how to, and he produces this and has made it this great. And let me go back to your question about showing up every week. You know what? Let's give Josh some credit here. Josh makes sure I show up every week. Hmm. He has literally been like, I mean, I don't even do seasons. Other people do seasons. They come on and then they skip a few months and, and he and I recently talked about that and he's. Now he's, I think, either changed a little bit or he's like, okay, we've already established the Purpose Girl podcast, but he was like, "You, we're doing this every week. And so go back to question one, I show up a lot because of my awesome, amazing, sexy producer husband.
1: Mm, Well, I hope you know how much I love Josh and uh, so inside scoop for those who don't know. We have Mm -hmm. a a running uh, kind of joke, but really it's not a joke because it's (laughs) oh so true that we say everybody needs a Josh.
0: It's so true. Everybody needs a Josh. Mm -hmm. That has like taken on another one of my friends heard me say it or heard you say it, maybe at the baby blessing. And so she has said to me, I want my Josh. I've had so many people say that to me. Everybody needs a Josh. And now she's dating someone named Josh, which is really funny. So everybody needs a Josh. Everybody needs a Josh. Anyone knows a single Josh, you know, in way. <laughs> <laughs> and just like a person to have in your life, yes. whether dating them or not. Oh, I'm yes.
1: so blessed. I have Josh in my life. So question two is uh, kind of around brags like successes, Mm -hmm. like things that you're
0: really proud of. Okay. But I thought of one more surprise. I'm not good at making this a rapid round because I think of new things. Can I tell you one more surprise? Yes. And I think your surprises are celebrations. They are. They're all celebrations. They are. Okay. Wait. Surprise. Chelsea Clinton's mother-in-law showed up at my front door to tape a podcast with me. Yes. Okay, how is this for a surprise? Okay, I have so many surprises. They're all celebrations too. Famous people contact me to be on my podcast. Like, I, I don't even get it, okay? I'm just this, like, girl from the Midwest, okay? Like, I know. I take it back. I'm pretty special. And, like, that's nutty to me. My mom gave me a book to read about Hedy Lamar called The Only Woman in the Room by Marie Benedict. No joke. A week later, Marie Benedict's people contact me for her to be on my podcast. I'm like, what? I'm like, kind of like famous. I'm like, not, what is it? There's like A stars, B stars. I'm, I'm, I can be Q stars. I don't care. I'm Q, I'm, you know, T, I'm W, but like, that's kind of fun, right? Yes. And by the way, that was episode 97. Okay. Another one is that my mom was telling me that I needed to have Melissa Bernstein on my podcast, the founder of Melissa and Doug Toys, that she had been to some sort of Jewish event and Melissa Bernstein had talked about her experience, having gone through depression, being suicidal, all that. And here she is, you know, her company is worth $500 million or something enormous. And she's like, you need to have her on a podcast. No joke, couple weeks later, who calls me? Melissa Bernstein to be on my podcast. I'm like, what, what? This is, what? What world am I living in? And by the way, that's an incredible episode called From Darkness to Light. That's episode 171. And then a few weeks ago, out of nowhere, Chelsea Clinton's mother-in-law is at my dining room table to tape a podcast. Chelsea Clinton's mother-in-law, like what? And that's because her people contacted me to be on my podcast because she had written a book and she has this incredible story. This is Marjorie Margolis. Episode 194, she's this incredible woman who, as a single woman, she was a news anchor for NBC, had been on the Today Show, all these amazing journals, all these amazing things. And she adopted kids from abroad as a single woman, which just wasn't done like 30 years ago. And then she went on. She had her own biological children, too, one of whom ended up marrying Chelsea Clinton. And turns out she lives down the street from us, Stace. And she was having a hard time with the technology of the podcast. So she's like, I'll just come over. She's like, don't you guys live blah, blah, blah. And Josh was like, yeah. And she's like, all right, I'll be right over. And she walked over 10 minutes. So I come down from this meeting. I'm in this like flowy white dress where you can totally see my nipples. And there she is. I'm like, hi. And she was like, you're so adorable. I'm like, thank you. And these are my nipples. And then we had a great conversation at my dining room. And she was like, you have to come travel with me. I'm like, I do have to travel with you. That is so true. That is 100% true. Because she goes to like all these places around the world and helps women with education and communities. So I think that that's been part of my fun surprise too. So I'm just going to say this right now. Brene, Brene, or any of Brene's people, if you're listening, I would love to have you show up at my dining room table. I'll invite Stacey over. We'll all do a podcast together. We'll all have dinner. It'll be great. Glennon, by the way, that was Brene Brown, okay? Glennon Doyle, Abby Wambach, if your people or you are listening... Would love to have you show up for dinner on my doorstep. We would love to do a podcast with you. I would love to, Oprah, Oprah, the door is open. I'm so ready to sit next to you during Super Soul Sunday and we can talk about all the things, okay? So I'm so ready, I visualize it all the time so that when it happens, I've already like seen it in my mind and it's already done, right? Liz Gilbert, totally here for you, sister. You and I are like, we are meant to be other BFFs, right? you can have more than one BFF. I have a few. So Lizzie, Liz Gilbert, or anyone who knows her, I'm ready for you to show up at my door. I'm just going to put all that into the universe.
1: Absolutely. Good morning, America. Good morning, America.
0: thank you. Okay. See, this is why Stacey is Stacey, because she knows that my biggest, biggest, biggest dream is to be on Good Morning America, like as a regular, right? I want to be on there I want to be interviewing the people. I want to be doing the happiness tips. You know, the woman that comes on and she shows you like opening gifts or what you can get for a dollar. I'm like, okay, that's amazing. And I love that segment. But don't you also want me to come on every few weeks or just every day and share this kind of stuff? Good morning, America. I'm ready. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
1: So my last question is the same question that you ask everyone who you interview. What is one thing that you want every woman to know?
0: That you are beautiful as you are. You are worthy as you are. You are meant to shine. You're meant to shine, sister. You're meant to fly. You're meant to shine. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for asking me that.
1: Thank you for letting me witness you.
0: Hmm. Thank you so much for doing this, Stace. You're incredible. I'm the luckiest. I'm the luckiest. I feel like I want to turn the tables now and ask you some questions, but I know that that's not the idea here. All right, before we go, I'm going to ask you a couple of rapid questions. Okay. Okay. What's a silly memory you have of us?
1: Oh, and my favorite, oh, I, have, okay, I have two. One of my favorite silly memories is us throwing an amazing, silly muse tea party in the temple space in your the birthday party? Our birthday party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, it was so fun. Um, By the way, that- for everybody, that was a retreat. Stacy and I were doing together on your inner muse, which is like your inner, your like joy goddess. And we held like it was like a little girl's birthday party with like streamers and hats and all of it and like little pink plates. It was like so fun. Just to like let ourselves be that again—it was so great. It
1: was so. It was so fun. It was like a, a little girl's dream tea party.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then my other really silly memory is getting ready for our alchemical goddess retreat, and we had this vision of decorating the temple space mm. in glittery gold. <laughs> we bought <laughs> all of this fabric and we we nailed it or I don't even know what we. <laughs> oh, did. I can tell you what we did <laughs> we we stuck it so oh we double taped <laughs> it to the walls and the and the ceiling and we had glitter all over the place and trying to uh create a a, a gold glittery sanctuary and um that was that was really funny trying trying to put it all together
0: so fun the reason I know is because when I took that double-sided tape off, it took paint off the walls, and there are still, like, yes, holes. Of, no, it's okay. It's a constant reminder. I love it. There are still, like, holes in, like, the cracks in the paint or whatever it is where we took that double-sided tape. One of my favorites was when we – so, Stacey and I, there's a bridge. We live so close together. We have a really funny – I should tell everybody our story of meeting – so Stacey and I have this amazing story of meeting where we both grew up in the suburbs of Detroit. Like, no, let me be clear. We both grew up in the Jewish suburbs of Detroit, meaning that there were only like three little suburbs <laughs> that we could have grown up in. And we went to the same summer camp. We worked at the same summer camp. We have many of the same friends in common and we never knew each other. You even went to Israel with my sister after, after high school, college. After, after college. college. Right, we never knew each other. And fast forward years and years later, a mutual friend, this is what, like eight years ago, maybe Mm -hmm. a mutual friend was like, the two of you post all the same stuff on social media, like you should know each other. (laughs) So we connected, we instantly bonded over all things like self-love and women's happiness and like women rising and goddess. And I don't think we knew the word priestess yet. Maybe I can't remember. So we were like all the things. And then we even started a little like group of women, like a mastermind, but it was just a group of women who were all aspiring coaches. Like we were all new coaches and we would meet. You we like, were in one, New York. I was in New York. And I was in and, Chicago. And you were in Chicago. Right. Okay. That's so good. Right. Thank you. And so we would get together on the phone and we would talk once a month as a group of new coaches. And one day Stacey gets on the phone. She's like, oh, you guys you'll never believe where I'm moving, Philadelphia. And I screamed, I went, ah! And she goes, Karen, don't judge me. (laughs) I was like, I'm not judging you. I'm getting ahead of myself in the story. I'm like, I'm not judging you. Guess who else is moving to Philadelphia? And you said, who the hell would move to Philadelphia? (laughs) And I said, me! And Stacey was moving here for her then husband's job. And I was moving here to get married to Josh. And we ended up moving to two different places here. You moved to the Burbs and I moved to the city. And then we did our priestess training together. And a year into it, I think at the end of that, having nothing to do with each other, we each moved not only to the same suburb, but like a five minute walk from each other. With a beautiful park and creek in the middle. Yes, with a beautiful park and a creek in the middle. And there is a bridge and it's our bridge. And when we have held many retreats here together for women and we do a lot on that bridge, a lot of releasing and a lot of celebrating. And so we meet on that bridge frequently for different, for different rituals, different holidays, whatever it might be. And we met at the bridge on Thanksgiving morning years ago. And Thanksgiving is my favorite dinner to make. And we had this incredible ritual on Thanksgiving. I think probably we did a lot of gratitude, 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 gratitude. And then I was going back to make the big turkey and everything else. And I ran away going, best day ever. (laughs) You know what else we did in that creek? On my 40, (laughs) what day was, what year was that? Was I a mom? It was COVID. It was COVID? Yeah, because we hugged. <laughs> so I was a mom. I was a new mom. It was the
1: first time we hugged. Oh.
0: September.
1: Must have been September of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was
0: a new mom. That's right. That's right. My parents were in town. I, I, Shay was like three months old. That's right. And we, that was our first hug. Yeah. It was your birthday. Yeah, and you did a sacred dunking ritual in the creek with me. You held such beautiful space. I dunked in to like declare a new, renewed self. And then we put our
1: masks on. Yeah, and we moved our hands (laughs) as far away from each other as possible in the middle of a suburban (laughs) creek. Yes, during COVID, and we. And she'd been pregnant so i couldn't touch her i couldn't right. touch her in general but i couldn't right. ever touch her because she was pregnant. Right. and we decided for her birthday we would embrace and we hugged hmm. beautiful hug we hadn't hugged each other in so long and like we open our eyes and karen's neighbor is staring at us <laughs> and she's like hi larry it's my birthday <laughs> And we're just these two grown, like suburban moms in our bathing suits, hugging <laughs> during <Our> COVID. COVID.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, so true. Larry probably thought we were together, and there have been multiple people who have thought of those
1: two. Yeah. <laughs> I like oh my gosh, he, I just thought of another one. I felt like he like had caught us. Right. Like having an affair in the morning. Not only having an affair, but having an affair and touching each other during COVID-19. COVID.
0: Right. Report us to the COVID police. Totally. Oh my gosh. What about the time we did sacred ritual at night, burning sage, and the police came? <laughs> Oh, that was so good. Oh, my God. It was so good. The police came, I think, looking for like pot smoke or something. And we were like, nothing to see here. You know?
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. gosh. There
0: were like teenage girls that something with them and... (laughs) We're like, we just got those teenage girls in trouble because someone reported like pots. Someone must have reported like people are smoking weed in the park, you know, and then I we were I having do. sacred
1: I think I waved my hand and like, like I used the force and I was like, we're, we're moms. We don't have anything to do with this. We just <laughs> walked away. And we literally didn't have anything to do with right. it, but I was just like, this is not, mm. <laughs> this has nothing to do with us. We're we now.
0: As if like there couldn't be suburban moms that were doing something quote unquote bad in the park, you know, like so freaking funny. Oh my God, it's the shenanigans. Notice how many of our shenanigans are around sacred ritual. It's true. (laughs) It's really true. We do other fun things too that have nothing to do with sacred ritual, but often with the two of us, it'll end up in some sacred ritual, which is super fun, super fun. All right, well. I so appreciate you doing this. I know that my listeners appreciate you doing this. You have made my day, you've made my week in the middle of this very hard week where I was crying this morning. You have totally turned it around, Stace, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for your friendship. I'm so grateful for you in my life. I'm so grateful to the goddess for sending you to me. And I really want everyone to follow you as well. So please look her up. You'll find her on Instagram at Stacey or on Facebook at Stacey Hoffer and the wisdom she drops will like literally you'll, it'll blow, it'll blow your mind. It'll blow your heart. It'll blow your pussy. It'll blow every aspect of you.
1: Hmm. So ask me what you ask everybody at the end of every podcast. Okay.
0: So my last question, what's one thing you want every woman to know?
1: Do you give yourself permission to slow everything down? So mm. you have direct access to your deep inner well of feminine wisdom.
0: Mm.
1: Then you can take that wisdom and go live your purpose, <laughs> change the world. Yes. yes. So remember to slow down. So you can really and truly hear that it's yours.
0: Hmm. Mm, yes. you see you see why she's my counsel thank you sister that is what I need that's what she and I do for each other she'll call me to fire her up and I'll call her to slow me down Yeah, and have me go in and it's actually why I wasn't even going to mention this but she and I are actually going to be doing priestess school soon we don't have dates but hit me up with a direct message if you want to know more it's going to be pretty fucking incredible With that, my loves, happy 200th episode. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for going to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leaving a five-star review. If you go leave a five-star review, that will help me so much. And when I say help me, what I mean is the more of all of that that you do, the more of these guests that I get, the more I can get sponsors and the more I can keep this going for you. So go do the thing. Thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for joining the Purpose Girls Facebook group. Thank you for it all. And stay tuned because just wait, big things are coming. Big wild happiness things are coming. And with that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.